The water is tasting a little different. The water, <laughs> you need the water. I need the water. We all need water. Bring out your own water bottle, guys, so you stay hydrated. Okay, so if you <laughs> take one thing away from this episode, <laughs> buy less, bring your own water bottle places. My stay name is woke. Kaylee, and you're listening to the Socially Awkward Podcast. Hello, everybody. My name is Emma. I'm Kaylee. I'm Rebecca. And together, we make up the host of the Socially Awkward Podcast. And we usually are not on all at the same time because we host individual episodes. But today, here we are for the first time ever, just the three of us, hanging out, talking. And Kaylee has a very special episode topic planned for us. What are we going to be talking about today, Kaylee? We're going to be talking about uh, hyper-consumerism. I think the main things will be we will be griping about fast fashion, influencers, and consumption. And we hope you enjoy the discussion. Yeah, we're just gonna be complaining about a bunch of stuff. Just a disclaimer, these are our own personal opinions, not target at anybody, and it's uh, it's also a time for like self-reflection, you know? Yeah. Like, how have I contributed to this? How have I contributed to this? And like, you know, in what areas can like, I personally get better at? Of course, yeah. yeah. But also understanding that it's not just us, but you know, and remembering as well that there's no way to do it perfectly because that's just the way the system is. And everyone's relying on each other and to everybody make things work. On. So we, we gotta work together and yeah, do something about it. Exactly. So this is us trying to do something about it. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. yes. In our own little strange way. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so what are we gonna start with, Kaylee? Okay, so first we're gonna look at the history of hyperconsumerism. So in the 1600s, some people were like, oh no, in the 1600s there was an industrial revolution because it went from uh, production in small scale in a, farm, in a farmhouse or at your own house, you just make a few things, sell them. It became very uh, mass produced. Factories! Yeah, mm-hmm. Everything you could think of was mass produced in a factory to the point where <coughs> uh, you were spoiled for choice and they would push all of these things on the common people the middle class because now they had the money to just buy random things. Mm. Yeah, which is, yeah. Because, uh, like, the prices of stuff went down, too. Yes, yes. Yeah, so, yeah, people would just be buying things. And <clears throat> I think the main thing was a lot of advertisements because they would often target you. Like, if you have this newfangled oven slash microwave thing, you are a really good mom. Mm. And they would often target people mm. with these advertisements. Mm. Actually, yeah, that's partly why, like, I have worked in marketing before. But, like, that's why I feel like... I cannot bring myself to work in marketing again because I feel like, I don't know, I feel like I'm creating problems for people to feel like they need solutions to when really my product or the service I'm selling is not the solution. Like, you don't really need this. I don't like forcing you to, like, I don't like that marketing is actually, okay, not always, can be a whole lot of very creative manipulation (laughs) like that's why like i find the difference between branding and marketing is branding is getting people to like you marketing is making you think that you want it Mm. when actually really you don't yeah but i feel like nowadays people are more like aware of especially like with conversations about brands what they stand for um a lot of like the way that we view brands and the things that we want to buy, it's also like thinking about what the brands stand for. Mm. And I I like the shift. It's not just so much seeing that product in and of itself, but it's also like the people behind it and what they're doing 
um, to get this product out there or how they're manufacturing the product or what in general it stands for, yeah. Mm, definitely. Yeah, I think there's an example like um, Coke and Pizza Hut. It's it's a drink, right? And mm. pizza, and that's good. Okay, Pizza Hut sells overpriced pizza. Okay, cool. But the thing is, they're always in McDonald's. They're always like during Chinese New Year, bring back the happiness and joy of Chinese New Year with this food. If you eat this, you'll be happy and you'll be able to solve all your family's problems. And it's very strange advertising. <laughs> this pizza will fix your marriage. It will clear your skin. It'll solve. But honestly, like, have you ever had that like one dish that you want to go and eat when you're like feeling super burnt out? Yeah. Oh yeah. So That's can it fix food. your problems? Yeah, maybe. It kind of can. Temporarily, long term, maybe not. It might cause more problems, but <laughs> we can be a therapy food. <laughs> yeah. So there's just a difference between like wanting to eat a food for therapy because maybe you see it around on TV as compared to like. I have nothing to give my kids, I'm gonna give them pizza because it's simple. Mm. It's just, yeah. It's, it's kind of like the creating the problem thing and then yeah. solving it. Because yeah. maybe you don't have issues, like your family's fine without pizza, but it's like, no, you need the pizza. Mm. Because maybe it'll make things better. You know, like, not like anything is like super wrong now, but maybe it might make things a little better. Mm. And sometimes it does, sometimes it really does work. It's just that when that is the point that is pushed all of the time, mm. it starts becoming less and less correct. Right, right, right. <laughs> so but have you like bought something because you felt like that was a problem and then that product or that thing that you're buying um, was a solution to it? Like what, how do you guys like go shopping? Oh my gosh, know. okay, so like, like, what's the mindset? I remember a long time ago, Okay, wait, I have two things I can talk about. One oh. of them is a little bit gross. Okay. But <laughs> I will talk about the less gross one. A long time ago, I used to have problems breathing. Oh. And I still have problems breathing because I've got, like, sinus problems. I've got sinus issues. I went to the ENT and they were like, okay, yeah, you've got a really inflamed, like, oh. nasal cavity. So sometimes when I sound weird and I get allergies a lot easier, it's just because I can't breathe. Mm. Okay, fair. Yeah. So... They've got these strips. It's like a band-aid. Yeah. yeah. It's like a band-aid that you stick on your nose. And basically what it does, it's like a stiff band-aid. So you stick it across your nose and it lifts your nose. Not like from the outside. The top, like from the outside. It like it's takes oh, it takes the it takes the like the tissue and then just Yeah, it takes like the tissue like, and then it lifts it a little so it makes it a little easier to breathe. So that worked about two weeks and then it stopped. (laughs) You've tried? I I had similar issues. Not not that serious, but yeah, it it works a little bit. Mm. Yeah, so like that that I think you the marketing worked because it's just telling you what it had to offer. But it's like when you go on Instagram and then you scroll through oh my gosh. I hate Facebook marketing. Like I hate Facebook and Instagram market mm-hmm. place because every time you click on one thing because you think it looks cool, mm-hmm. suddenly all of your ads are oh. that one thing. And I'm like, hello, no, I just wanted to look at the one thing. And I remember, oh, this is so embarrassing. It's not embarrassing. Just saying it's just that. Weird. It was like it was like this carpet cleaner yeah. that I got really stupidly excited about because oh. you run you run this rake over a carpet and it picks up all of the fur and the dust oh, and everything. Okay. I don't even have a dog. <laughs> you have yourself. You have I have your myself. <laughs> I shed a lot. The last time I was here to record, Rebecca was like, we picked up a lot of Emma's hair after. 
Yeah. Just DNA samples, you know. Oh, okay. oh, oh, oh. Yeah, no, so like, the stupid carpet cleaner. I don't even have a carpet, but I still <laughs> want the stupid carpet cleaner. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then not only that, but there, there's this like, um, you know how they, on TV, right, on satellite TV or whatever it is, they have these marketing channels, yeah, right? Yeah. We call so, it home shopping. Home shopping channels. Yes. Oh my gosh. Home shopping channels are like the bane of my existence. <laughs> because you don't need those things. You just think you do. Because suddenly you're like, hmm. Never have I... The one that sticks out in my mind the most is the nicer dicer. The what? Do you remember this? Kind of. So it was like a little cup. With like a little hash, it's like you know what it egg, just goes, yeah, and then you just go, it, you just press it, and then everything gets chopped for you in cubes, yeah, specifically cubes. <laughs> so it was just one of those things where, like, you're perfectly capable of cutting your, yourself, and yeah. you know, after a while, the blades will grow blunt, so mm. it's not like you can keep using it forever, but it looks so efficient. I feel like that would be fun. great for like little kids, for little kids, yeah. but like, do they have the strength to push it? Yeah, I don't know. like if you're chopping a carrot or something, sometimes those can be pretty firm. Yeah, and if you if you're using like, well, like if you're especially like really scared of like cutting your yeah, finger, yeah. I feel like it'd be good. No, you know what my mom got me? She got me these stupid little plastic finger guards. <laughs> so it was like a shield that you put on your knuckles and then you chop your vegetables using that. I don't even use my knuckles. I use my fingers. Yeah, I shouldn't be using my fingers, but yeah. Well, my fingernails suffer. Well. Yeah, anyway, that was my mom's solution. So sometimes it's like legitimate things that you have issues with. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's really like, hmm, no, I don't need a nicer dicer. Like, nobody, nobody's really complaining about that so much to the point where you need a nicer dicer. You know? mm-hmm. do, you, do you remember like the brand GML? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Whenever it came out on TV, my brother and I would like clown their advertisements because <laughs> it's always like black and white. Do you do you have a problem? Blah, 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 blah. Oh, and then it and turns color. There is color. We have got the solution for you. And you got you got the like the bureau of them like testing it out, like sucking out like dust and whatever. It's like some it's vacuum like, cleaner. That's great. Some vacuum. I've seen JML sell all sorts of things. I've seen them sell cosmetics. I've seen them sell clothing. What? I've seen them sell like household products. That's so weird. I gotta say though, their their product diversity is pretty up there. <laughs> hmm. Like I respect that. But you know, it's really interesting to think like how our YouTube and Instagram, whatever it is, influencers of today are essentially the JML or marketing channel influencers yeah, of yeah. yesteryear. Oh my gosh, I say yesteryear, that's so gross. But, <laughs> I mean, because that's the media that we consume now, right? Like, yeah. Previously, it was just all on, like, TV, and it's now on, like, YouTube, Instagram, whatever. Yeah. And TikTok. they, them being sponsored, like, by that one shampoo company. Yeah, also. That one. Oh yeah, the one where you customize the, your yeah. own. Yeah. And it's like, oh, it works so well for no, it doesn't. I'm like, it's so suspicious, like, they keep... Every time they say it works great, and they haven't used, like, a third of it at least, I'm like, Are you sure it looks great? I've only seen, like, one YouTuber where, like, the bottle's, like, mostly, like... Or it has, like, a good amount of it that's used. 
Yeah. I mean, for like influencers, it kind of makes sense because you want to get that sponsorship for for the money. Right. Or like then like actually for the uh, product. Of course, sometimes you come across things that are actually good, but like there are a lot of products like on TikTok that go viral because mm -hmm. some people were advertising it. Maybe they don't inadvertently put that it's an ad, but they do advertise it. So and then it goes viral. Mm -hmm. uh, like the L'Oreal one, but that one would, didn't work on everybody because it was so thick and powdery. So yeah. I don't know what L'Oreal. What's this L'Oreal product? Uh, it was, was it a foundation? Yeah, it was a powder foundation basically. That was but like it, a one swipe. Yeah, you just swipe and you just have like this opaque strip of not skin. Opaque. <laughs> that feels so weird. I feel like it'd be really heavy. Yeah, because people like uh, full coverage, and because it's on uh, TikTok, when you have like the not great camera quality and the lights, uh, everything. Oh. As long as it's matte, it looks perfect because of the lights. Right, right, right. Oh my gosh, have you guys? Okay, sorry, this is clinking about. Have you guys been on hmm, cursed site Reddit? No. There's this subreddit called like Instagram Reality where it'll take like screenshots from videos that these influencers are in versus the pictures that they post. Oh, I've seen some of those. And yeah. every time I go on there, I'm like, wow. I did not see that coming. Okay, but like to be fair, I think, I mean, a lot of it's like lighting and then like post production. Like, right now, pops. right now, my skin probably looks super good because of the lighting. I don't know if anyone can tell right now, but my face itches, like, a lot. I'm trying my best not to scratch <laughs> oh, so no. that it doesn't turn red. Okay. Oh, I mean, you can scratch now. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm gonna just scratch because... Why not, you know? It's my skin that's getting damaged, not yours. But I mean, just like, I feel like that's a, that's a fine line, especially for people who don't know, like how light and like how just like basic color correction affects yeah the things that we see so mm -hmm. it's not necessarily that they wanted to do that and maybe mm -hmm. some do like edit their body in some software put some soft filter but most of the time yeah like unless you're like you have done photo editing just like basic color that's it's just like yeah i mean it's, it's fair because you want to look good, but at the same time, people don't know what you're doing, so... True, yeah. Like, yeah. not everyone's like... I mean, you don't owe it to anyone to talk about, like, yeah. your creative process. But... At the same time, though, like, whenever... I like watching people edit pictures of themselves, because it's like... I want to see, like, what point A is, and then what the thought process the is progress? that leads to point B. Mm -hmm. mm. Like... Maybe you feel your face looks a little more symmetrical with your chin shorter, and that's how you shorten it. Or, um, I don't know, Do you are you the kind of person who just touches up for skin and maybe a little bit of light? Or do you go the whole way with, like, you know, the face app, face tune, I don't know what it's called. I don't know. Face I don't retoucher know. Stuff. Face, face retoucher thing. Mm -hmm. And it's no longer just... Photoshop, which you had to like turn on your computer and go to your computer to do, right? Mm -hmm. It's just a click of a button and the AI does it all for you, which is wow. insane. And I think it's so cool, but also it leads to a very warped sense of reality. But like, if you think about it, okay, if we just like think outside of ourselves for a second, like you don't really know like how you look. Yeah. 
Like, like you know how like different camera lenses oh, yeah. and the focal length changes like drastically how your face looks? Uh-huh. Even mirrors can like walk how your face looks. So even oh, yeah. if you think you're looking at yourself through your phone or your mirror, like you don't really know. It's like, why does my face look so white? Right? Like, why does my face look okay Sundays and not okay Sundays? Well, because... There's yeah. multiple factors. No, and I feel like because people are very used to seeing the best version of themselves, mm-hmm. whether it's edited or not on yeah. social media... When they're confronted with their image, and they their, feel like they have reflection. To like... They feel like they're not living up to like a certain standard that's set online. Mm, yeah, and then that leads to a whole lot of insecurity when they don't realize that people don't look normally like that. There are a bunch of different factors that could lead to them looking like that. Mm. That picture that you see or that video that you're watching. Mm. Okay, another thing about standards online is. I feel like we're not talking about hyper-consumerism anymore. I mean, it's still kind of hyper-consumerism. Hyper-consumption of media. How you're you're, you're marketing your face instead of things. But talking about marketing things. uh, Yeah, influencers who, again, influencers, but they do uh, a lot of fashion hauls. Mm. Mm. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Sheen, Princess Polly, what are all the other brands? H&M. H&M. Apparently, like, Uniqlo is, like, a fast fashion brand, and I didn't know that. I always thought it was just, like... The thing is, I feel like there's a tier of fast fashion brands. There's some fast fashion brands that make better pieces of clothing than others. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Uniqlo, Muji, and Zara Mm -hmm. are the ones that have made better clothing, just from Mm -hmm. my personal experience. Because I had, like, a Zara winter coat that lasted me, I think, like... A good five years and then I gave it away to someone else so that they could continue to use it so it, it lasted a long time but also because back when I was buying fast fashion was a long time ago like mm. you go to cotton on now cotton on is this like like huge fast fashion brand mm. here in Singapore it's like forever 21. From, it's like forever 21 it's from yeah. Australia but isn't it it's from I Australia know, yeah. okay I don't know but cotton on from five six years ago the quality is very different from Mm. cotton on today and i feel Mm. like in this whole fast fashion thing right they're always trying to hop on trends or create trends they have kind of in a sense lost a bit of their brand identity Mm. like it's getting harder to tell the difference between like cotton on brandy melville all of these different things yeah 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 i had a uh, like a a tank top i guess and it was like the bottom part like around the stomach was really thin and the top was like opaquer because I was like ten. We don't talk about it. anyway. But it was, the point is, it's a thin material, but it held up for really long. Uh, yeah. And then now I got something else, or my mom got something else from them, and it just wore, wore down and kind of broke after really fast. So yeah. Quality went bang. Yeah. So part of that, it, like, it does tie back to the whole Instagram versus reality thing. It's because clothing no longer needs to be functional it just needs to last for the picture yeah it doesn't have to last for however many times it washes or so you can pass to the next person to enjoy it it just has to last so you can yeah get the picture and then dip yeah and like one thing that i also don't like i think in i think hauls in general aren't that great because it, it, okay, honestly, it depends on what the haul is, right? For example, if it's like a, if like you're remodeling your house, you're doing some like renovations, and this is like my, I don't know, like Taobao haul, and like this is all like the furniture that I'm buying. Okay, sure, because you're actually gonna use it, right? Yeah. But if it was like a makeup haul, if it's like a TikTok make me buy this haul, oh my gosh, it 
makes me so upset because you're just buying so many things that you'll never use and especially if like you are a okay so like there's this like youtuber um and she has like a couple million um followers on, on uh, subscribers on youtube and she has so much makeup she there was this like video that i chanced upon she was doing like her annual makeup declutter. yeah like declutter oh and, i love like, watching the those you're really satisfied the amount of eyeshadow palettes that she had i was like dude you have five drawers of this they look barely touched a lot of it came from your hauls um i don't know how much you're using and even if you were a makeup artist why do you need so many mm. and what are you doing with the ones that you're getting rid of you know yeah so i'm like it, it honestly it's like why why do you need to buy so many and then like because that's like the content that you're making and your subscribers are consuming it and you're like hey this is great and this is great too i as a viewer i've been tempted many times to like oh yeah that that sounds good maybe i'll try it out because you've tried it out and you said it's great but do i need it no, no. yeah i feel like there's so many things that we can buy and so many things that are pushed at us that we no longer know what we want so we settle and we just start trying everything because we think that you know, if you cast your net far and wide, maybe mm, you'll find some good things. Maybe something will stick. Yeah. Yeah. But I also think, like, because, like, you were saying, like, on TikTok, that, um, that one, that, that foundation oh. thing, like, it works for some people, and they say it's great, and then other people say it's not that great. So, at the same time, you're like, I want to try it because the people that have said that it's good, it looks really good on them. But you never really know how it is until it's on you. Yeah. I feel like that's that's a problem with a lot of like skincare mm. and like makeup things because it looks different on everyone. So you kind of have to try it, yeah. you know? Mm. Especially if it doesn't like work for you and you've committed to like buying a whole like foundation bottle. Yeah. It's yeah. very wasteful. Yeah, and now you can't swatch anything, so I've wasted uh, so much money on things that don't work on my face. Mm. So I, I bought like a foundation during like the pandemic period and I was so scared that I like went online and like I used like the concealer that I currently use and I was like what foundation matches the shade and thankfully it was like correct mm-hmm. and I was like thank god because if it was not correct I'm like what the heck do I do with it I mean I've you can sell it on the same like, foundation for like the past five years don't add me <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's good because she's actually using what, what she has. No, as in it's the same bottle. It's the same bottle that I bought five years ago for Yeah, but you're using it. You're not just leaving it there. You're not using it. It's starting to get a little nasty, but I feel bad because I haven't even used half of it. Like, I thought I would use more of it, but my skin you was... Have pretty good skin. It used to be better. That's the thing. Huh? Yeah. My no, skin used to be yeah, better no, than yeah. this. Well... No, no, because yes. the thing is, like, when a lot of people... I'm not saying necessarily, because everybody's skin is different. But, mm-hmm. like, for me, when I started wearing makeup, I got a lot more breakouts. Because my skin wasn't used to all the new products that was going mm-hmm. on my face. Mm-hmm. And I'm not somebody who's insecure about acne, but I can definitely see people having more acne and then wanting to cover up. I mean, don't... Yeah. Not see it like I haven't seen it. Because I have seen it where people with acne want to cover it up. And then in the end, they just end up finding so many products. Because... A lot of products can cover acne, but it takes a, like a, a process. Dude, yeah. it's like the concealer and then powder, then concealer and powder, and then like color correct. I'm like, and you can't like dab over, you can dab around it or something like that. You get a brush to blend, you can just mm. use a beauty blender and everything. So. Yeah, and there's just so many, there's just so many products.
products, which I think is a good thing. I think many products right. is a good thing, mm. but also consumers not knowing what they want from a product is a problem because right. that's when, like, it's not wrong to try out different things to figure out what you like, mm. but when sometimes it's like when you're on the hunt for this mysterious dragon, right? <laughs> it's a dragon. You're never gonna find this dragon, the perfect product, which will never like be ruined or never go bad or whatever it is mm-hmm. you're just setting like unrealistic expectations for yourself and for what you're buying which results in more buying and wasting because you yeah exactly you waste it and then some people are not into selling their old makeup usually i just give mine away like rebecca has <laughs> like i used to I used a lot to be, of my makeup stuff is donated from her which is awesome by the way yeah, no, okay, first of all, people keep on giving me makeup. <laughs> people keep on giving me makeup, and I don't have to buy makeup for, like, the rest of the year if people just keep giving it to me. Mm-hmm. But it also means that, like, I never have a product that I'm actually really satisfied with because right. it's never stuff that I want. It's always what people think I want. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think you should give people gifts that they actually want or the things that they'll actually a spreadsheet use. for the past, like, three years of things I do want. For my birthday. Hey, birthday. give it to me. <laughs> but nobody ever gets the thing on the spreadsheet. <laughs> just Have send, you send it, it in the chat. Spread- yeah, just send it in no, chat. No, the thing then. is like, it's all stuff that I'm too pisy. Like I feel okay. Give me just, like just what? What is some stuff on like the list? It's like all it's all hippie stuff. Like it's, I don't care. Like hippie stuff. like like shampoo bars and oh. like bar soap and like that's fine. That's these, functional. These stupid little tights from this local brand that cost like way too much money yeah, okay. but we, we, the whole podcast made from like cool recycled plastic <laughs> bottles and stuff and oh, it's like just things I think it's just things that I think are cool but you know I can't bring myself to buy just put it in the chat we'll see if you want yeah, yeah no but it's it's like a lot of money to ask from people who are not see like you have a spreadsheet and then you say you take one thing and then you make a group chat with all your friends and you're like this is what I want split it among you guys and I will use it no, so that's why I always tell people like okay like here's a list of like usually when I give out the spreadsheet is to adults who ask me oh adults oh. Okay. so like I would never ask that out of my friends because right. I just tell them why don't you just spend time with me yeah and to me that's worth more than like a pair of yoga mm-hmm. pants that's true or like spend time with me or here's a charity that you can donate to or here's something cool that we can go try together tortoise museum yeah like for my birthday rebecca and i went to the tortoise museum that was really fun (laughs) we fed lettuce we fed lettuce and veggies to turtles interesting yeah but i mean i I feel like that's quite meaningful in a way but yeah i think it's i I think it's important to give people things that they either actually want or will use Mm. and especially if you're thinking of getting them like a present to like ask them so you're not giving them like a random thing. Oh, honestly, like an ang pao is great. Oh yeah, it's like you just buy whatever you want, man. <laughs> Gift card. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Those those are nice. So it, it, at the end of the day, like they are satisfied with what they're getting, and you get the. <laughs> no, but at the same time, some people really do like the thought that is put into gifts. Like I know I'm not a great gift giver, so I just ask people what they want. Mm. And then if I see something along the way that's similar, then I'll be like, oh, okay. Yeah, this reminds me of them. Mm. Mm. But 
if not, then I'm just like, you know what, dude, it's chill. Like, mm. one of my closer friends, one of my closer friends, like, forgot my birthday last year, and I was like, you know what, it's fine. Mm-hmm. I, I don't care, because, like, I know my friendship is not defined by the things you give me, mm-hmm. or, like, the dates that you remember. It's about the time outside of mm. those events that mm. actually matter more, yeah. because it shows consistency in yeah. a certain yeah. way. Yeah. Anyway, hyper-consumerism. We <laughs> <laughs> keep going on rapid trips. And it's okay. And yeah, it's okay. Chemistry. Chemistry, it's a rambly episode. Yeah, but, okay, like, going back to, like, halls, right? I, I hate how, I mean, okay, I think it's great that people are talking a little bit more about, like, thrifting and, like, buying and selling uh, secondhand. Um, but I don't get it when people, like, go to the thrift store to buy things that they don't necessarily need at a large amount. Mm. And it's not like, oh, you go to a thrift store and you see like, a couple things that you feel like you can't incorporate mm. into your wardrobe. Like, that's fine, you know? But I feel like people who take their shopping spree from, like, the mall, like, to, hey, the, thrift Janet, to the thrift store instead, I feel that's when there's a little bit... I feel like you just need to, like, take a step back and think about why. And I mean, like, if you have the money to spend and you like shopping, sure, I mean, like, that's your own personal decision. But as someone who was raised as, like, we buy clothes only once a year, or, like, whatever clothes that... Whatever new clothes you get, regardless of whether it was, like, a hand-me-down, like, passed down from someone, um, or whatever, like, thrifted, it, it's fine, because it's still new to you. It's it's okay, and yeah. as long as it's in good condition. And if it's not money that we don't have to spend, then we're not gonna, like, buy it it's like you know when we go shop like i don't shop recreationally i don't go to the mall and be like okay i feel like spending 50 dollars today because that's just not how i was how i was raised mm. yeah so do you feel like you guys have had experiences like going to like the mall and feeling like you have to buy something or just like wanting to like spend like recreationally yeah when i have like uh, more than 20 dollars that and i'm not planning to save I would wipe out my allowance, but recently I've, I've realized that like if I spend up to maybe uh, $30 out of 50 I can't survive the rest of the month with 20 because mm-hmm. when you go out, you're with friends, maybe you go ice skating, that's $16, you go eat, that's $10, $5, mm-hmm. so yeah. So after that, I just have to save for, uh, uh, what do you call it, activities rather than stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's like learning how to budget. Yes, yes. Mm-kay. I think because for a period of time I was like really sad, and buying stuff makes you a little bit happy. Right. So it, it kind of helped with yeah. Mm. That's come. I think I think that's fair. Like as much as I'm like boo hyper consumerism. Right. I do recognize that. There... Hello. Hi. Children, dead children between the walls. What? <laughs> I'm My sorry. brother told me that last time. I was like, we'll lie in bed, and then there'll be like a marble dropping sound. And then my brother's like, it's the dead children playing with it. That's that. creepy. That's Thanks, John. I want to think about that. <laughs> yeah, no, but as much as I'm like, boo, hyper consumerism, it does I recognize, I recognize like, there is like a certain joy in buying things that mean something to you. Mm. And I think, no, that's when there's a difference between buying things that mean something to you versus buying something for the sake of buying. Mm. Because when you buy something because it means something to you and it's not just a mindless purchase, mm. the 
the significance behind it is a lot more than just going out on a shopping spree and getting a hundred things. Mm-hmm. You'll be less likely to not use it. Yeah, well, it's not just... I mean, you can buy a cute trinket or whatever yeah. it is, and you could really, really love it and enjoy it. And that's fine. But I think when you've bought that one compared to when you've bought like 20, 30, just for the sake of buying 20 or 30, having that one intentionally there just makes the whole experience a lot more meaningful because there's a memory tied to it rather than a whole blur of, oh yeah, I went out shopping that day and like got blah 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 x number of things and i i find it way more like satisfying when i buy something that i've been thinking about or researched mm. a lot about it's like yeah my hard work pays off like, like i am i've invested so much hard work into this and like even like the little things like i get so happy and excited to go to like the supermarket to buy like groceries to make like a food that i've been wanting and craving for a long time Ooh. i love going and like looking at all like the 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 vegetables seeing what's on sale seeing what i can make out from it mm-hmm. and then when i actually finish the entire process and eat the meal it's so satisfactory mm-hmm. because i've worked so hard for it mm-hmm. and like if it's like clothes you like going and like finding like where to buy it from yeah. um and like you know like how it would look in my closet yeah how it fits in with everything else exactly so like i like i feel like after buying it i would end up using it more Mm. because i put so much thought into it and it's not an impulse buy yeah yeah and i mean like that's not to say that bad purchases only come out of impulse buys i think sometimes they're things i've thought about for a long time that I thought I wanted, but mm. once I actually had it, I just never really used it, even though I thought I wanted it. Mm-hmm. And then that's like the whole need versus want thing. But I have had good impulse purchases as well, but I feel like that's more because I'm very intentional about using clothing that I haven't used. For mm-hmm. me, like impulse purchases are mostly like clothing and jewelry. Because you know, like sometimes you go there and you talk to the shopkeeper, and then <laughs> it's like, oh no, now I feel bad. <laughs> Especially if it's not some big franchise thing and it's like a little store, yeah. you know? It's like, oh no. It's like, you want to support. Now, I want to support you because I like you as a person. <laughs> but now what do I do? And then I walk away with like $50 less and a pair of pants. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, with that said, I do... Because I know the nature of the purchase, I am... I feel like when you first buy something, there's the excitement of using it for the first yeah, time yeah. that gradually it's dies like out over time. Yeah, novelty. Mm. But then you gotta decide to use those things. So like the things that I haven't worn in a couple of months, I take out and I'm like, okay, am I keeping this or am I wearing this? If I am wearing this, how, when, where? Mm. and I will like often style because like I have a lot of earrings people give me earrings I buy a lot of earrings or at least I used to I try not to unless it's like a friend's store or something earrings yeah earrings earrings are kind of my thing earrings and my boots (laughs) yeah the signature Emma things but (laughs) like because I have so many pairs of earrings I will work a whole outfit around one pair of earrings Mm. if I haven't worn that pair in a really long time. Mm. That's nice. Yeah, but that's just how I force myself to use things. 
Mm. It's hard when it's like stationary or whatever. Like I don't buy stationery. I know some people buy stationery, mm. pens and notebooks, but a little bit. A little bit. Stationery to me is a weird thing to buy. I don't know why. Why? I don't know. I've I've had people give me notebooks, and I just don't use it, or I do use it for like two pages, and I don't continue using it. Just because oh, yeah. I have a problem with like consistency, mm. and that's <gasps> not what we're gonna talk about. No same. <laughs> If you want to give me everything, no stationery and no notebooks, please, because I will not use it. <laughs> yeah, and no, and I feel like if writing materials especially, I realized how important it is to have journals that you actually want to write in that make you feel happy about using. Because for the longest time, I just used, like, the Muji notebooks to journal in. Mm. And you know, you can get, like, a packet of five for, like, what, $15 yeah. or something mm. like that? So. Yeah. And they can last a pretty long time. But at the same time, just because it's a good product doesn't necessarily mean you enjoy using it. Mm. So while it was okay, it never made me excited to write. And writing in a journal just felt very burdensome. Oh. Yeah. You know, I think I use my notebooks for for math. Which <laughs> did books and books full of math because I also I, I'm really bad at keeping a diary or a journal or anything or even taking notes I'm really bad at that so I would just have like all these notebooks with nothing to do and then recently I had to take a lot of math and so I had just been like filling them with math yeah I've done that before it's like previous previous notebooks for previous things that were never finished and then you have like some Chinese here you have some like math here and you have some like sad poems at the back and I'm like what is this <laughs> And it's hilarious and quite embarrassing. <laughs> okay, so like back to like the topic of hyper-consumerism. I have a hot take and don't flame me because I know there is no substantial stats or evidence, but I honestly think that um, influencers, and by influencers I mean like people on social media with a sizable following, on like Instagram, Facebook, not Facebook, oh my gosh, ew, <laughs> Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok, with like a sizable following, I feel like they have way more influence and push hyper-consumerism like way more than celebrities mm-hmm. like singers, actors, models. Um, and, and the reason why is because like we did touch on quite a lot of like what they do, right? Like marketing, advertisements, mm. like talking about like your sponsors. And because a lot of these things, like the price range is is just right for like people like us that can... Okay, maybe you may not necessarily be able to afford it, but like if you stretched a little bit... It's not entirely could, out of reach. Yeah, it's no. not like a $500,000 a $500, like yacht or something. Okay. Okay, you yeah. know? <laughs> it's like... Something from like Amazon that's like fifty five dollars. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. you could stretch and you could you could buy it. And because a lot of what they are promoting is within that price range, it's very attainable. And there's so much of them and because they do have very constant um interactions with like the their following, that's like that's how you like you build like your platform mm-hmm. and like your influence, right? Whereas celebrities, I feel like a lot of times they feel like very far away because mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, red carpet looks, 
um, are like it's a little very, more detached. Yeah, it's like custom. Parasocial. You know, like you're not gonna be able to like hmm? yeah parasocial relationships. Parasocial like with streamers. My favorite thing to talk about parasocial <laughs> relationships. Oh my gosh. Okay, yes, continue. Can yeah. we do this in the, like a different episode? <laughs> sure, sure, we can. But like celebrities wear a lot of like specifically stuff tailored for them. Mm-hmm. Where and like red carpet looks are custom looks like you're not going to be able to like buy it right so and, and even if like whatever they're but whatever they're wearing or buying or using is like designer like who's gonna like pay five thousand dollars for like a t-shirt but a lot of the times like what they're wearing may not necessarily be like in their own wardrobe it's a lot of like sponsored pieces as well mm-hmm. um, loaned pieces yeah and like i feel like that is way like people know that so it's like you know, even if, like, Bella Hadid was, like, wearing something and I thought it was, like, really cool, I wouldn't buy it because, like, number one, it's, like, way out of my price range and I know, like, she may not necessarily be wearing that. Mm. And I may not have such a, like, a personal connection to her as opposed to, like, a certain, like, YouTuber. So that's my hot take. I don't know if other people agree, yeah, but... Yeah. Let us know in the comments if you agree. <laughs> but, yeah, that... <laughs> Like, yeah, as you said, like, YouTubers now, they are, like, the home shopping. Yeah, they are the home shopping platform of our generation. Yes. Because it's, the whole reason people built, like, uh, no. Part of the reason why people buy from home shopping networks is because they recognize certain presenters. Mm. Oh. They trust those Wait, presenters. there's that guy with the long hair. Yeah, Which guy with no, the long hair? Guy. Home shopping of today are YouTubers like back then it was people talking about one specific product on TV in a studio but you think about YouTubers today right a lot of the bigger ones especially have studios they have the lighting they have the setup and they have the one product oh I don't know if people can hear the crinkles crackles knuckles whoa yes (laughs) yeah no so my whole thing is because we built these parasocial relationships with our favorite YouTubers or Instagram influencers or whatever it is, mm. that is like a similar, not exactly the same, but I would say there are certain parallels that can be drawn between that and the marketing channels on TV. Mm. You know, we've got the studio, we've got the semi-scripted situation going on. We've got the product that they want to talk about. Sometimes it's a product, sometimes they're sponsored. But hey, you know what? The food on HelloFresh looking real spicy today. (laughs) Yeah. So it looks pretty good. And you know, like, I want to eat what my favorite YouTuber's eating. No, I don't. I don't have a favorite YouTuber. (laughs) But, like, I feel like it's quite hard to be a YouTuber and only advertise things that you personally think oh yeah definitely because you have so many deals and because this for some people especially when you get to that point is like Mm -hmm. your main hustle and you honestly built your honestly like a lot of like the income besides like views and everything is like from sponsorships so if you decline your sponsorships that means like like eventually your check is not gonna work want to work with you yeah Yeah, because like you're so picky so at the same time, it's it's kind of hard, you know. Yeah, like, there. It, I think for it's hard for influencers because like there really is no winning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no winning, whereas like 
and there's very little work-life separation as well because the main selling point is the parasocial relationship. Mm. It's not the product, it's the relationship it's you, it's like you feel you have with If you, if the you leave, you could lose some viewers. Yeah. Like if you mm. take a break for a bit. Yeah. Because people have their attention spans very short now. Very short. Like, our attention spans have actually gotten shorter over the course of time. And it's hard to remain relevant in an internet world, not just a real-life world, but an internet world that moves as fast as it does. Mm. I feel really bad for influencers, actually. Mm. Like, partly because of that. Like, I can't imagine the stress of having to constantly be putting out content. And, like, having to be up-to-date. Because, like, as as society progresses, we find... I think, like, in general, the majority of people are, like, more educated on, like, certain things. And it's, like, we find out more about things. New information's coming out. And if you're behind and people expect you to keep up, Mm. you're going to be flamed. You're like, why didn't you know this was, like, a bad thing to say? Well, maybe back then you didn't know. Yeah. Right? No, like, I I don't... Or why didn't you know this situation was going on? It's like, you kind of expect... You just didn't know. Yeah, you can't expect like yeah. people to be your news sources. Why well, like people expect uh, influencers to always know everything, know like uh, socially things that they shouldn't be doing, and like speak about it. Yeah, because yeah. they're like, oh, why weren't you? Why didn't you talk about it? You could have like contributed and influenced your people or whatever. But like, it's like, not. It's not their responsibility to do that. Like, while you do have the influence and you should use the influence for good, I feel like at the same time we shouldn't expect them to influence all, like, influence every single thing. Every single thing. Like, every single good thing. That's not a fair thing to expect either. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah. And what if something that's considered good today is not considered good tomorrow? Then these people are going to get doxxed. There is no winning. I mean, like, if if you think about it, we. We started using, like, plastic to save, like, the trees or something. Yeah, right. we did. did. The original scientist who discovered plastic, his solution for the deforestation that was going on was plastic because you can reuse it many times. It's as light as paper, mm-hmm. and it's, like, ten, ten times more durable. Yeah. And you're supposed so look to where, be... Look where we are now. <laughs> so much plastic. I, I'm pretty sure if the guy who, like, created plastic saw what was going on with plastic today, he would turn over in his grave. Yeah, I, and I think that brings us back to the point of, like, hyper-consumerism. Just, like, using what you need, using what you currently have, um, and see how many times, like, you can reuse it. Like, back when I was, like, a young kid and I didn't know what, like, thrifting was, I didn't know... Like, back when saving the earth wasn't, like, so trendy, I was... Well, at least, like, my family was, like, doing certain things that was, like, you know, helping the earth. Like, I, I hated, like, getting, like, clothes from, like, other people because I was, like, eh, it's not my style. Mm. Or, like, ew, it's other people's clothes. But now that I've grown up, I think that's a pretty good thing because at the end of the day, like, you're going to be, like, growing out of those clothes, like, really soon. Mm. So you're going to be wearing it for, like, at least a year and then like, you're going to be, like, getting new clothes. Anyway... And then, like, reusing, like, plastic bags, reusing, like, plastic containers, all those kind of stuff. Like, even bringing out your own water bottle. I realized that so many people don't bring out their own water bottles. They buy, like, plastic water bottles or just, like, go and get a drink. And it 
and by doing that like you're creating waste and so I was like yeah I am that homeschool kid that brought out that 1.5 liter water bottle what are you gonna do about it but at, at least I was hydrated and I was saving the earth by not buying plastic water bottles definitely so I feel like whatever like you have right now just like think about what you can do to prolong its lifespan um and not throw it out to get like trendier stuff that you could reuse to save the earth yeah and it's not wrong to like things that are out of style like it's completely fine if you enjoy something and it still works for you just keep doing it yeah like just keep using it Mm-hmm. You don't have to keep up with all the trends and stuff. Like, I think I don't follow up with very many trends on social media. Like, TikTok and Instagram influencers and, like, even YouTubers. Like, I stopped watching beauty YouTubers or people mm-hmm. that made me want to buy things because I realized it was just unhealthy for me. Mm-hmm. It kept, it left me feeling like I was missing out. And once I got rid of it, I realized, hey, I'm actually doing fine where I'm at right now i don't need all of these things to improve my life or change my life drastically mm-hmm. yeah and I, I i like that there's like a nice shift to to embracing your own individual style mm. i feel like the very like oh let's stick to this trend and let's like all be the same was like very very big in like 2010 to like honestly like 2018 2019 but in like 2020 i feel like especially with the pandemic everyone's just kind of like figuring themselves out getting to know themselves a little bit better and like realizing that yeah like having your own individual unique flair is nice mm. and i think that's great yeah yeah i think other people who influence this who aren't influencers who are really important are your parents because the whole reason that i bring out a water bottle is because my dad and my mom do and they're always stressing to never waste food. If you're not going to eat it, I'll help you eat it. Mm. Um, yes. Reuse your, like, containers. If a container isn't going to, like, uh, be poisonous when you eat out of it, you can reuse it. Yeah. So a lot of it is uh, your parents and upbringing. So, mm. yeah. It's you like mean, lifestyle habits. Mm. Even if it's, like, parents who play a part. Because, uh, like, people who buy water bottles to drink out of rather than just bring a water bottle. Like, who buy plastic water bottles. That doesn't make sense to me because you have water at home. And so, obviously, there's just a difference in upbringing. Mm. And while it's clunky and, like, a lot of stuff to, like, bring out, I like having water on hand. Yeah. Mm. It's just, it's just, like, if I want to hydrate, it's just there. <laughs> and especially, like, now with COVID. I don't know. It's not even that. It's, like, because I get so many allergies, right, sometimes you can feel, like, a series of coughs coming on. Yeah. The water is tasting a little different. The water, you need the water. I need the water. We all need water. Bring out your own water bottle, guys, so you stay hydrated. Okay, so if you take one thing away from this episode, (laughs) buy less, bring your own water bottle places, um, stay woke. (laughs) The the point was, (laughs) we have influencers who should do their part and maybe be more conscious of the people who are influencing. Uh, and be more, I don't know, environmentally conscious, because that in turn will definitely make the their followers and subscribers kind of lean more in that direction. Your parents, us, yeah. And brands, And being I guess. an influencer in the public eye, it's hard work. Yeah, it's, it's really hard, hard work. work. And, like, I think it's great that we are, like, thinking a little bit more about, like, the companies that we buy from, and while we should 
push for more ethical like production and better quality um while we keep like these companies in check as much as we can as like consumers it's also good to play our part and we gotta work with both right we gotta do our own part and also like um be more conscious of who we're buying from and what we're buying and if we really need it mm. and try not to like buy on impulse mm-hmm. but at the same time don't feel bad if buying something gives you joy because it does yeah retail therapy <laughs> yeah like cut down on impulse spending like it'll save your wallet and your money it'll save your wallet save it'll save <laughs> the planet Woo. no but save also like if you do feel like there's something that you want don't guilt trip yourself into not getting it mm-hmm. just because it might be an impulsive decision yeah. because i think as long as you're intentional about using what you have then that's like the main that's the main thing yeah you got to be intentional about using what you have and i feel like in being intentional about using what you have you tend to want fewer things mm-hmm. yeah. and, and and it's going to come with from like within honestly it's going to be like a lifestyle mm choice and not doing it because other people are saying that it's a good thing well, well it may be a good thing but just like having it come from within mm-hmm. yeah okay well i think that's it for today's episode thanks for listening to us ramble if you listened to all of it which honestly i can't say i blame you if you didn't <laughs> i'm not sure if i would even listen to all of this because we're all kind of sleep deprived right now and we all need a nap Thank I need you. to go for sports later. <laughs> oh, buddy. <laughs> we can put. We should put timestamps of funny things in, like in the long ones. Then, like you can click to find the funny parts. Oh yeah. Or we could just sneak in a timestamp of the really important part and force to listen. Yeah. Please don't dox us. We are all learning. We're, we're let's, all learning, let's give and we're just oh my gosh. we're just stupid little teenagers. <laughs> Doing our silly little. We're technically thing. adults. No. Legally. Are, are you Our age still has teen at the end of it. I, we're not we're adults. We're both 18 for sure. We turned 19. Okay, well, Kaylee's just a silly little teen. Me and Rebecca are I'm taller than me. Older than me. <laughs> okay, first of all, <laughs> respect your elders. <laughs> okay, mom. All right. Anyway. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. And that's a wrap on today's episode of the Socially Awkward Podcast. We release new episodes on the first Saturday of each month on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. If you like today's episode, subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Instagram at the.sociallyawkwardpodcast. See you next time!